0: I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 47, Victim or Victor. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. To another podcast episode. Today, we're going to be discussing being a victim or a victor when faced with challenges and traumas. 70% of people in the United States have suffered some form of traumatic experience in their lifetime. That is a lot of people. And like I've mentioned before, I believe that if you live through COVID-19, that's, another, that's, that's a trauma that's been traumatic for a lot of us in different ways. And here we'll be discussing how to let go of being the victim so that you can be a victor, so that you can gain freedom. Because trauma really does suck, but it doesn't have to suck the life out of you. And I'm going to go over this today, how you can do this. And maybe you don't even realize that you're doing it, or maybe you're not. But I want to kind of go over being a victim versus a victor so you can identify within yourself how you're doing on this. Because Often our trials and pain are caused by other people. And in those cases, it's even harder, I believe, to overcome them. But it is essential that you get proper help if you've been affected by any sort of trauma or abuse, whether it's sexual, emotional, or physical. But I just want to help you to understand that there is help available and that you don't have to be afraid of those old wounds because ignoring them does not mean they are not affecting you. And we're here to kind of help you. We're not really going to be focusing on the trauma today, but we're going to be focusing on how you respond to those. So just to go over briefly the different types of trauma, there's death, there's physical illness, there's moving, accident, betrayal, trauma, abuse, physically, sexually, emotionally. There's all sorts of different types of trauma. But again, the focus today is going to be on helping you become a thriver, not just a survivor, a victor, not a victim. So just remember you are not defined by your trauma or your darkest hour, but you're defined on how you respond to that. So here I'm going to just discuss how you can be a victor versus a victim. And again, just to clarify that it's not always the big traumas or the things that you would think of that kind of perpetuate us or propel us into that victim trap. It's often sometimes the little things. So many people stay in the victim mode and don't even realize that they're doing it. And when you're in the victim mode, you are turning your power over to someone else. So this is very important to understand so that you can really be the victor in your life. So it's a choice. So first, we're going to talk about what it looks like to be a victim. A victim blames everything on everyone but herself or himself. A victim often asks, why me? They don't embrace and use the power and strength that they already have. A victim feels stuck and trapped. A victim doesn't ask for help. A victim never seems to learn or progress. They just stay in that cycle. And a victim also often focuses on the past. They feel hopeless and pessimistic, they're not prepared, and they're often more reactive than proactive. They rarely take risks, and they do not have boundaries. A victim quits easily, and a victim has a wallop. Now, when you look at all of these, you may relate to some or none of these, but there's always room for growth if these are some of the things that you're doing. Because these are optional. We can change the way that we respond. We can change the way that we process things that are happening in our lives. We can work through those. But we're in this place of being a victim. We're just keeping ourselves stuck in that cycle, and it does feel hopeless and futile. But when we look at being a victor, it's someone who takes responsibility for what is or isn't working in their life. They understand the purpose for trials, and they grow from them. They embrace and use the power and strength that they already have. They understand that they are free and they feel liberated. They ask for help, and that's a big one. They learn from their mistakes or challenges. They're focused on the future with hope instead of being fixated on the past. They feel hopeful and optimistic. A victor is prepared. They have a plan. They have tools in place so they can be successful. And they're proactive. They take risks, they set boundaries, and they understand that boundaries are healthy and that they will make your relationship stronger and better. A victor is resilient, and a victor is vulnerable. And so as we're kind of, you know, went over those two different lists, being a victim versus a victor, I want you to take a minute and think about what ways that these might be playing out in your life being a victim, or ways that you're having success where you are overcoming things and where you are being a victor. And decide where you want to go with this and what you want to do with this. Because I know from my own experiences, and this is something that I've really had to get real with myself on, because I lived a long time in the victim mode, and I felt very, very validated in it. But what I didn't realize that I was doing is that I was keeping myself trapped And yet I was blaming other people, my perpetrator, my husband, my family, my kids, whatever it was, I wasn't really being empowered. And I've recently been working with actually two sisters who just lost their mom recently, and it's been a very painful, painful experience for them. And that's what's important to understand here is that we're going to be dealing with pain. And as we're healing and working through things, we can't remove the pain. The pain from loss is something that is just, again, part of being a human being, part of that human experience. But what we're trying to do here is to help you have less suffering. And even though those things that are so challenging happen to us, to still find a way to be a victor, a way to have ownership over your life. And with both of these young ladies, it has been such a beautiful um experience to be able to see them and how they've handled it because they're young and they now are without a mom and it's been very challenging. But what we've kind of helped them work through and what we've been working on is separating the pain from the suffering because the pain is there. There's no magic wand in the world or any sort of work that is powerful enough to take away that pain. But with one of the, the um, daughters in particular, she had a lot of regret that she should have done more, that she could have stopped something from happening, that she could have prevented this. And all of that suffering, all of that blaming and the should-haves and what she could have done was really keeping her in a place where she was having you know, more pain, more suffering than necessary. And it was also almost disconnecting her from the happy memories of her mom because she was just living with so much shame and guilt. And so, as we were able to clean that up and as we were able to do the dig around that, we were able to turn that around so that she understood that really there was nothing that she could have done to stop this. And that she was able then to focus on the pain instead of all the regret and the shame that she was really—that was what was taking over, that was encompassing her. And she left feeling more hopeful and more connected to her mom in a way because she was able to let go of some of that regret and that unnecessary suffering. And again, it's it's important that we understand really the, the idea of becoming a victor is owning the way that we respond and doing what we can do. But there are going to be times when you're grieving that you're going to have a day at home, when you're going to be angry, when you're going to be resentful and bitter, and you're going to try to bargain and try to, you know, you're going to have regret. All of those things are are natural, and they are part of the grieving cycle. But the sooner you can move through some of those limiting beliefs that are telling you that you could have done more, you should have done more, that that you are to blame somehow for whatever it is, the sooner you can get to a cleaner place of healing. There's a cleaner place to grieve. Anytime we have shame, coulda, woulda, should haves regret, that's not, a, that's not a healthy place to be. But again, understand that in all of this, the process that you're going to go through when you're dealing with trauma is not going to look the same as me or your sister or your friend, and that's Okay. But the one thing that we can all do differently or manage is our own responses to that. And another way that I like to look at this is to really look at the gifts from trauma. Because when I stopped looking at my trauma as a curse and as something that was holding me back, that was just causing me torture every day, and when I started really trying to look at the gifts from trauma—and of course, this was kind of a process. That was, it was an ugly process. It was not pretty. But when things got really, really dark, and even now today, I go back to this place where I can really understand and acknowledge that there were gifts from the trauma that I experienced. And I believe this is the same for you. Gifts like grit, resourcefulness, empathy, courage, being able to help others heal, being passionate. There's a level of spiritual transformation and connection with God that you, that you find when you're going through these deep. Traumas and pain, gratitude. You have a heightened level of intuition. You're curious and you're resilient. So, if we can look at trauma as something that can teach us, if we can look at the gifts from trauma, there is so much value in this because oftentimes, like we discussed earlier, we can't control what's happened to us. A lot of these things are out of our control, and most of the traumas are out of our control. But you always have the power to be a victor, to thrive, to help others, to take what you've experienced and make it something that propels you instead of keeping you stuck. And this is my hope for you. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes, or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.